and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 122. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. It was a dark and stormy day when yeah. San Francisco got flooded to death. It, I mean, it's like, we've needed this, though. It's amazing, this is the first yeah, rain my rain dance work. pretty much a year. Yeah. <laughs> It's really beautiful, honestly. I went outside earlier, and it was so fucking windy. I opened my car door, and it almost flew off. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it was, yeah. I forgot to hold... You got to... Word of advice, everybody. When you do go to open your car door, and it's super windy, whether it's, I don't know, storm, hurricane, tornado, I don't know what the fuck's going on with you, but when you're opening your door, you want to hold on to the door as you open it. Otherwise, if you let it go, that thing is going to fucking fly. It might not break off, but it might fuck up the door potentially or like other parts of the door. Yeah. So you want to hold on to the door when you do that and let like move with it. That way uh, you're not breaking your car door. Worst case scenario, you break your arm in the process, but you know, it's worth <laughs> it. It's, it's good. It, that probably costs less than the car. The arm can heal. The door can't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's going to be more of an inconvenience for you that lasts the rest of the car's life instead of it. Uh, your arm that could probably fix itself in like six weeks. I don't know how long it takes to break arms or fix arms. I, I never broke a bone, so I'm, I'm, I don't know what the fuck that feels like. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. And jump off the fucking jungle gym. I don't know. All right. So, yeah, this is Sutra Side Talk. We talk about uh, what we've been playing, watching, and uh, a little bit of news here and there. And like I said, it's the middle of a storm. It's been storming, uh, it's been storming like day and night, and it's honestly beautiful. Uh, I honestly want it to storm all week if it, if possible, and I just sit inside all day and be like, oh boy, it's all cozy inside. What a nice yeah. time. Yeah, but... My car needed a wash. Oh, this dude, is this is better great. Than yeah, this is so much... I'm like, oh, cool. This is this is what I've been needing forever now, and I guess there's no more spider webs on my car. That's great. It's fantastic. But uh, yeah, this week, it's... What's today? It's like October 24th. Uh, we're a week away from Halloween, which is exciting. And uh, news this week is Uncharted, but not the game Uncharted. For the first time, we can actually really talk about the movie. Yeah, because we got a trailer. We got a fucking real nowhere. trailer. It's real. It was a real trailer, not a fake trailer, a real trailer. Yeah. I opened up my phone when I got to work just to like, usually I'll bring like a banana and I'll just like, eat that before i go into work just to have some like extra food in me or whatever and so i like pulled out my phone went to youtube and was like oh i'll watch something uh while i'm eating my banana holy shit there's an uncharted trailer what the hell i gotta send this to Cameron. i gotta watch this this is oh my god it's actually not bad yeah uh, you know let's just jump right into it yeah so we got the uncharted trailer and we see of course little little tomboy as nathan drake himself and we see marky mark as a mustacheless Victor Sullivan and also a person as Chloe Frazier because I already forgot her name because <laughs> I don't know who that was. Do you know who that was? Yeah, for sure, though. Like, as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, that's got to be Chloe. Uh, Sophia Ali. Mm. I don't think I've seen anything she's ever been in, so I have no idea who that is. But yeah, she's playing Chloe. You have Antonio Banderas in it, I think, is the main villain. And Taddy Gabriel is a character called Braddock, who I think is another, like, henchman of his. And uh, you would actually know Taddy Gabriel if you watch Sabrina. She's one of the uh, 
Weird Sisters, was that their names? She was Prudence yeah. in it. Yeah. Uh, so she's in it as well. But this is going to be interesting. So the whole thing is, I believe it's its own thing. It is taking place when Drake hasn't done anything yet. Like, this is his first adventure. Yeah. It, it's definitely supposed to be like a more young Drake adventure. Yeah. But, you know, it's not a prequel to the games because it's doing... It's taking pieces of the games together like you see clips from the i think we've gotten looking at the trailer i see references to three i see references to four Mm -hmm. i don't we didn't get anything from one and two right really i don't think nothing that really jumped out at me yeah when i say three uh it's a very pivotal scene it's like all right you know how every game starting with two had like drake in some crazy uh situation like, like two was a huge set piece moment yeah. yeah in two he was on the train that was going off a cliff in three he's literally outside of a plane hanging on cargo nets and then in four i think was the four was the storm right was it the the storm uh, on that pirate well, place well definitely the pirates uh place with like the the ship in the cave like that that moment in the trailer is definitely supposed to be referencing four but oh wait no i'm thinking of the other parts in three also remember he gets kidnapped and taken to that weird pirate hideout place and then there's a, actually a giant storm that occurs oh uh, and then you get onto the um and then you ship. come yeah and then you come back and you're like hey so i was on a weird adventure Clo- <laughs> yeah. elena uh, time to go back out there again <laughs> and then yeah. the plane happens i forgot that that happens in the same game back to back. You escape like a monsoon to just fall out of a plane into yeah, a Yeah, Uncharted 3 had amazing set piece moments. I think that's why it's my second favorite game. It's like it had everything in it, but I don't know why. 2 just literally, when I think of 2, I just, I consider it the perfect game. Like to me, it is the perfect game. It, everything about it just felt amazing, but... Yeah, I did really like 2. 2 is hard to beat for me. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the top five games of all time. It's probably Uncharted 2. It's definitely up there. But yeah, so what we were saying, the the plane portion from 3 where Drake is hanging out, uh, hanging on those cargo nets, that is in the film. And the reference to 4 is they're looking for uh, Henry Avery, I bet his name was, I believe his name was, and uh, his pirate ship. Uh, where it's like an underground it's like a a cave that's it's a crazy like pirate cave grotto place and it's got the pirate ship that is also in this movie so you got these two like big scenes that are in this film and i'm very curious then exactly what is what 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 this film is going to end up achieving in terms of like how much it's going to reference what storyline is it trying to tackle is it something of its own or is it actually taking one of the specific treasures from the game you know yeah that's the thing is like i i get the sense that they're not maybe confident that they'll be able to do a, a whole film series oh yeah yeah so so if they're if they're only going to get one shot at it they, i guess there's just like let's take like the highlights from a uh, like all the games or at least like a few of them and put them into one movie. And honestly, I feel maybe the reason why I'm actually looking at this trailer positively is that like, or at least why I'm optimistic that this could be a good movie. 
The Uncharted games are basically action movies that you could just play. Yes. So if you're going to turn any game series into a successful movie series, it might be the Uncharted games because it's just it would just be a series of action movies. I, I, would, I would say like adventure characters. movies is the better. For sure. A little bit of adventure too. Yeah. But like, uh, so that's why watching the trailer, I mean... It's hard for me to say that Tom Holland really captures Nate to me or even Mark Wahlberg captures Sully, which is <laughs> like, weird. Yeah, yeah. It felt, but it like, felt good, I, though, watching it. I don't know why. Yeah, it, no, I like their dynamic. It's just like, it's not necessarily Sully, but like, I'll, I'll take it. Cause like, hey, like <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah. we're going to get the treasure, Nate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we said earlier, it is definitely not like, it's supposed to be an early movie, or yes. an early adventure of theirs. It's literally it seems to be when he, when Nate and Sully first meet. So, I could forgive Sully not having his mustache and being all gray and stuff because maybe he's not supposed to be. Well, if you do remember in the flashback of Uncharted Three, uh, did he, he still have he a mustache? Had the mustache. Young Sully had the mm. mustache. Well, okay, yeah. whatever. It, it's uh, it's not like make or break for me that Sully has a mustache, but it is definitely like hard to see him as silly without it but whatever i i for um, for me i feel like it's like without the mustache the bridge could break it is a it's, it's a bridge breaker to mm-hmm. me but it could still hold it's hard to say it's like you still could get across the bridge but that mustache for sure would make sure that bridge stays intact i'm just saying i think yeah. by the end of the movie it could be like hey you haven't shaved him like yeah i'm not, you know i'm gonna try to keep this thing or sorry it's mark Wallet. you know i'm gonna try to keep this thing <laughs> So. Yeah, I mean, like, this movie trailer has all of the bits that you need to make it feel like an Uncharted experience for me. Like, it's got, you know, the, a treasure they're looking for that's, you know, lost to the world and stuff. So there's a little bit of that, like, exploring history aspect. There's, you know, Nate doing crazy acrobatic stuff, what, what with, like, the falling out of the plane and everything uh there's interesting characters so far at least hopefully they they nail nate sully and um chloe chloe i don't know if we'll see elena because that that might be like movie two well they get around to it but um they also have a main villain that's like every game has to have a main villain that's chasing the same treasure that nate is uh so it just it feels like this is an Uncharted movie. And it's still crazy they got Antonio Banderas for it. Yeah. But, so here's the thing. I have a sneaking suspicion that they won't put Elena in the movies. Really? Yes, because of one thing that Chloe has that Elena doesn't. What? Diversity. Oh, I, okay, that's fair. Yeah, no, I honestly do, th- like, I, I think that would be a thing, because it's like, oh, do you want to have three white people like sum up this movie or do you want at least one of them to be not potentially and then yeah. i th- i th- honestly I, like i i hate to put it in that like i guess picture but i guess the way things are mostly now that's what i'm kind of expecting that they're gonna do not saying i agree or disagree with it personally for me personally i always liked chloe more but that's also because yeah. of Claudia Black and just her yeah. voice is Claudia Black. So, like, it, it's hard to say. Uh, but if they do, I wouldn't be opposed to it because at the same time, 
I have my full Nathan Elena relationship in four games back to back that I can always go to. So I'm okay with they change it up for this. Like, that's the thing. I think that was, you know, I'm, I'm coming in here completely ignorant, but because I never watched it. The the Lorecroft Tomb Raider movie with uh, Alicia Vikander, I believe that's her name from, uh, what was that movie where the guy fucks the robot? Ex Machina, right? Is that what it's called? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I still have to watch that too. Shit, I'm behind on her. Yeah. So uh, from what I heard, that was an okay movie because it tried to do uh, like, play-by-play of the first game and i guess it was too similar to where even though that's what everyone's been wanting when everyone's like give me the video game movie and then they come out with like doom and other shit and they're like you fuckers and then and then uh they're like we want it like the game and then they put it out like the game and they go well actually we changed our mind (laughs) i mean probably one of the worst examples of that is there there's like a oh god what is that horror uh like railgun game a, a real shooter game uh, house of the dead house of the dead there's like a house of the dead movie where they literally spliced in like bits from the game oh is it on during rails? the action scenes yes oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like i guess at the time they were like it'll be so cool we'll, we'll literally take like scenes from the game and put it in action scenes it'll be a cool reference and oh, no. it happened and people were like i don't understand what's happening Didn't you right guys now watch doom didn't you learn from that <laughs> That didn't work. I think this came out before Doom. Oh, it did? What the fuck? And so Doom just did like the same thing. I could be wrong, but like I think uh, House of House of the Dead movie is like one of the earliest video game movies. And when they were just like, we don't know how to do that. So we'll just put the video game in the movie. That'll be good enough, right? I feel like, you know, it's funny. You couldn't get Rock to do the Doom again because he'd be so insulted that one, he's not the main character or and two, <laughs> that he's bad and has to die. He'd be like, I'm supposed to be number one now yeah especially after have you see that music video with him and like black adam no, and stuff i was like I heard oh it's shit. not good it, it's i've heard pieces of it i haven't watched the full thing but uh yeah so back to it what i what i think uncharted might be able to do that i guess so far we haven't gotten in any video game adaptations besides maybe like the first two seasons of castlevania well actually no that's not even a good example because that was that's castlevania had it easy when you really think about it it was like hey you remember that side scroller where you just kind of run around and throw whips at people yeah can you make a show about that ah that'll be easy no problem where it's like you don't have to worry about anything you're like it's not like the game yeah it wasn't like the game he's not jumping up and down and going the (laughs) fucking path you know so uncharted just we're learning now potentially what we want because people have been wrong this whole time. You know, people didn't want it to be so different from the video games that we've had. And then, cause that's how a lot of movies failed. And then we wanted it like the game. Then we got it like the game and then it still failed. So it's like, I think what we need, if we're going to, if we're going to get it anyway, cause obviously it's like, you know, people, I guess weren't satisfied with the game enough that they now want it in every other medium. But don't make it exactly like the game, but take the principles that the game has and utilize those to make it work. So like for Uncharted, yeah. it's not going to be the exact movie. We are the, the exact game. We already got the game and it was like a movie already practically. So we don't need that again. But if you want to do it where it's its own thing, but it still keeps to those principles of I am hunting for treasure I have crazy spectacles that occur that might be insane, like fucking the plane and shit. And, you know, I have... What is something else Drake does? 
witty banter. What's mm-hmm. something Sully does? Other witty banter that's also like, Sully, you brought a hooker to church? Yeah, why not? It's like... Yeah. like so Stop touching your ear. You look like a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, Chloe, you know, Chloe is also very charismatic. She actually does jokes too, to an extent, where I think, what was it in Lost Legacy? Nadine's like, please shut up. Stop. I don't want you to talk anymore. <laughs> like, Elena, it's funny because Chloe and Nate were the only two wisecrackers really like, Elena didn't do that as much and you know Sully did but like that was, I guess that's why Chloe and Nate worked for that one game uh but we can kind of see that in this one potentially then how how it works out but you know you want charisma you want adventure you want spectacle you want banter and not quips but just like you know smart humor where it's like oh wise guy huh like it's something that Nate will say that gets him punched but he does it because it still gives it shows that he's not like defeated you know like that's what yeah. that's what i want to see and if that's what this can do which so far from the trailer has actually given me hope especially coming from where we were since 2011 seven directors yeah, right? later that's <laughs> the other thing like this movie has been in development hell for so long that i at this point had zero expectations of it being anywhere close to good so that's why i'm very pleasantly surprised by the first trailer so far and i mean dude i actually laughed pretty hard when uh nate's like i guess on the plane and that scottish dude just like oh that was says great something to him really fast and it's just, like literally such a thick accent that he cannot understand he's just like what <laughs> dude someone someone uh made a meme of that already where it was tom and it was like that conversation but it ends up just being the guy giving Tom like uh, the plate of food. Of he says something. You know how uh, it's like some something 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 proper Scottish welcome. And, and like, he get, oh. yeah. And in the meme, he gives Tom a plate. Of, he basically gives Tom like a tray of all these different Scottish delicacies. And Tom's like, like, oh cool. <laughs> but ooh, Scotch egg. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. So that's why I'm like, oh, this this would actually work. And it comes out, James. This is in February. Yeah, We're way close. sooner than I thought. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. I'm so glad this isn't a fucking game because of February. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'll go to the theater, watch it for like an hour and a half and be done with it. And be like, wait, why are you in such a rush? Dude, you know how many games came out this month? I got to get back and fucking grind yeah. away so I can get to the next thing. Destiny Calls. Yeah, Destiny Calls, Horizon Calls, Elden Ring Calls. If you're into giving George R. R. Martin your money, I'm not. Uh, like all you know, I, I am you fucking wretch. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> I like a good soul's life. This is why we'll never get Woods of Winter. You're just giving him money. He doesn't care anymore. But watch like one of the collectible items in the game is like the first chapter of Winds of Winter. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he already put out a bunch of you know he's had chapters at like there's some chapters you could read like random uh excerpts from like everyone from like theon to sansa and shit and i'm just like great i i haven't Weird. brought myself to read them yet because i'm just so like i'd rather wait till uh there's a release date announced and then i would do it but at this point i'm like you know what once i read night of the seven kingdoms which i already paid money for so i'm gonna read uh then i'll go and read those and then get angry again and send some hate mail or something i'm not sure but <laughs> anyway yeah, that was the Uncharted trailer. Really excited for it. We got a lot of spectacle. It looks really good. It has everything we potentially need it to be a good movie for. And the other news 
is actually a follow-up to what we talked about, not in this show, but in the Cut of Steel episode 11, which actually just came out last week. And in it, we talked about fandom and one part we were talking about Batwoman because Ruby Rose came out and like said all the shit and she had so much what felt like evidence the way she talked about it. We're like, oh, yeah. damn, I can't believe that happened. Poor Ruby Rose. And then we got something else. Yeah, she was talking about stuff like people on set were like set on fire, like not, well, I guess intentionally, but, you know, didn't work out and they got like third degree burns all over the body Another person became a quadriplegic and we're just like, oh my God, I guess it was terrible on that set. No wonder she left. And then, yeah, like you were about to say, we got another person's perspective. A PA. We got a a perspective from a PA and then they were like, yo, she lying. She like all this shit happened. Uh, And at the time, uh, WB, Uh, someone, uh, one of the showrunners of, of the show uh, put out a statement saying this is revision revisionist history yes this isn't how it happened and we were like that sounds like bullshit <laughs> yeah and it's like you know because you don't know what to take from that and then a pa a, sp- a pa spoke up yeah someone who worked on the show which you know pas don't usually speak up not mostly so it was like yeah. unexpected and you know you're probably going to take a pa's word over someone else and they gave their full thing of like Ruby was like a drama queen. She They called her a tyrant. Yeah, she had a lot of demands. She would make people do shit. They would, she would pe- treat a bunch of people poorly and all this other shit. Yeah. So through it, we learned, oh, fuck, she was lying. And it yeah. turns out she's the villain the whole time. And I still don't want to touch Batwoman either way. And I'm now, I regret watching season one, if anything. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like, okay. If you want to read up on it, you totally can. But basically, from now what we gather, which I know, you know, we're basically flip-flopping 180 degrees here, but well, with good that's reason. that's the thing. More more information came out. Yes. And we updated our perspective. Exactly. And it turns out Ruby Rose isn't good to work with, and she is mean. And I, it sounds like she'll have trouble getting work in the future, potentially, then. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's and uh, when we were talking to Brandon the other day, he mentioned that she apparently like they had issues with her on the set of Orange is the New Black as well. Yeah, which is crazy, which we didn't know. I, I've never I've like seen bits and pieces of that show. I stopped but I watching really at a certain it. point. I got mm-hmm. tired of it. But uh, yeah, there, she was only in like a not even a full season. She was in a handful of episodes. So I'm I'm, yeah. I'm shocked she was hard to work with in just the handful of episodes she was in. And not even yeah. a, not even a protagonist, but like a side character that eventually disappeared quickly. It's just like the weird things that came out from this PA's. Um, well, you know what? Actually, oh god, the, the maybe that's that why. I, maybe she was. They didn't like working with her, so then she was cut out that quickly, and then like only showed up for like one more thing. But they did it story wise, so it worked out for them. I could be that's wrong, possible. but that yeah, that's always a possibility. But that that would be very interesting. Like I said, she wasn't in there that long. She was like in a season of that show. Yeah, this PA like made a point of saying that like she basically, I guess, because she was the star of the show, she was literally Batwoman. She felt justified in treating anyone below her on like rank of the show as like literally beneath her. Yeah, so that's pretty shitty, and. uh 
I don't know. Another thing that I thought was weird. I mean, I guess it makes sense if if she's Australian and she's literally used to like hot Australian summers and shit. Like she apparently one of her demands was just like having a shit ton of heaters in her trailer to keep it like really hot. Apparently they did that and then she laughed and walked away or something. Yeah, she literally just like had them set it up, like went to go check that they did it and was just like, okay, good. And then walked away. Yeah. But whatever. It is is an awkward, odd story that is just unfortunate. Yeah. That like still not sure if like the other people that got injured on set were like a real thing at this point. But yeah, just unfortunate that Ruby Rose, I guess, chooses to be difficult to work with. Yep. Not cool. Not cool. But that's really it for the news. Not much else. Like other everything else is smaller. Um, so we'll get right into what we wanted to talk about this week. And pretty much everything we're talking about this week, for the most part, is stuff that's in the title of the show, because I decided to call it uh, inv- What If Invisible Mutants, which, uh, of course, is Marvel <laughs> What If. The Invisible Man, and New Mutants. And we're going to start off with The Invisible Man, which, James, you finally got to Yeah, watch. I just watched it because it finally came back to uh, HBO Max, which gave me an easy way to watch it without having to spend any extra money. <laughs> so it's been like a year coming. But I, I, finally pro- I think I did watch show. this like a year ago. Now thinking about yeah. it, I'm like, oh, god this damn movie, This movie came out like right before the pandemic happened. So I just like didn't end up seeing it in theaters. And then I was like, oh, cool. It's on HBO Max. I can watch it there. And I just didn't until it went away. But anyway, I actually really liked this movie. This like, is I had, a fantastic I had planned movie. to just like play something on my Switch while I was watching the movie just to try to get like more of Hyrule Warriors done too. But I was just like captivated by this movie and just like kept putting my Switch down just to watch because... This movie is tense, dude. Yes. Yes, it is. And it's cool because this comes right off of the whole, what do they call it? The dark universe. That's that's what they were calling it, right? Was this supposed to be connected? No, 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 no. So they had... Because that would have just blown my mind. They had made the uh, the Mummy movie with Tom Cruise that I still haven't watched because it looked yeah. like Mummy trying to fuck Tom Cruise the whole time. And it you're not terrible. supposed to make the, the movies really attractive. Don't make no sense. And uh, why is the mummy sexy? And like Russell Crowe's Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, I think, or something. But slash Nick Fury. <laughs> I believe like Johnny Depp was going to be like the Invisible Man in that in that whole planned thing they had going on there. Weird. And okay, you know that didn't occur. And they didn't even try to make any movies after this. That that universe is gone. Like for all intents and purposes, it was a one and done. It failed right in its first film. Not even Tom Cruise could save this. And, I mean, it shows now if he could bleed, we could kill him. But, like, (laughs) uh, that whole plan is gone. And instead, we got this movie, The Invisible Man, which showed Universal, oh, instead of trying to do a fucking MCU of monster movies... Which potentially could have worked if done correctly. It it's just they didn't do it correctly. Uh, it's like we could instead literally do a movie that is focused on that movie instead of trying to make a giant web. And yeah, also it wasn't like a huge action movie. I mean, th- there was some actiony bits, but it wasn't like grand like they tried to do for the mummy 
And I just really liked that it was a really interesting very modern reinterpret. Yeah, it was a very interesting modern reinterpretation of the story. Yes. Because, I mean, they tried to do a re uh, a remake of uh, The Invisible Man in, like, the 90s called The Hollow Man, which was okay, but they still went with the whole, like, oh, the guy gets, like, an injection and it physically turns him invisible. They didn't do that for this one. This one is they literally, there's zero magic. There's zero, it's just not even science. It's technology. I mean, and I guess that's science, science is technology. But... Shut up. Uh... <laughs> But no, it's, it's like a thing that actually like when they reveal how he turned himself invisible, you're like, shit, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Like that seems possible. And, you know, this movie is starring Elizabeth Moss and she does a fantastic job. Oh, in this yeah. Movie. Like there's not really many characters in this for the most part. You have her. Yeah, friend. it's like her, her sister, um, the police officer James, who's like her best friend, uh, who she lives yeah, with, like, and his daughter, his daughter, uh, and then like the brother, the bad guy, and his brother. Yeah, his brother and uh, like which that, that's like pretty much it. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, like uh, Tom Griffin wasn't um, isn't he in like a bunch of other stuff? I was like, I was looking at his face, and I'm like, is he in other things? Well, the, the brother. Yeah. Uh, I. I didn't recognize the brother, but like the, the the main villain, I'm forgetting his name currently. Uh, he I recognize from the Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen that yet, so that's okay. But yeah, I don't, I don't think I've really seen anything that they've both been in, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, you know, I know Elizabeth Moss from a little show called Mad Men, and it's and like sing- I know her from uh, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Oh right, it's I still haven't watched that. Show. Yeah, I've like I loved her as Peggy in Mad Men, and then I watched her in one other thing, which was um, Us. Oh yeah, she's in Us. Yeah, she's the white family friend, <laughs> and then yeah. he gets brutally uh-huh. murdered by herself, which was kind of crazy. That that man, that fucking Jordan Jordan Peele just going crazy. I love it, but. She does such a good job in this of just seeming like she's fucking insane, but she's not. Well, that's the thing is like her her ex literally and figuratively starts to gaslight her and just like do little things around her to make her seem crazy. And it's very, very effective. And he's got the because he's got the whole thing is I never watched the original Universal uh invisible man i believe it was something with like a potion or something right something like that yeah and like you said hollow man it's like all this stuff where it's like oh they drink something or whatever and And they they physically turn invisible yeah in this one it's a this is why it's so cool it's a fucking stealth suit it is a stealth tech suit that does this and they set that up towards the beginning where it's like even with his obituary it's phrased as like optics genius or whatever they call them uh dead at like whatever his age was and so that sets up that like that's what he was good at was like optical technology so it sets up that like he would be able to maybe if he's like an absolute genius with light technology he could make a suit that could just like bend light around him or or just like it seems to just have a bunch of cameras all over and just like copy the image that's supposed to be shown on the other side or whatever like i don't know it's just 
basically the effect is he becomes completely invisible. Yes, it's it's like a it's it's like a Metal Gear Solid camo suit practically, if anything. Yeah, and then when it's like malfunctioning and it's got that cool hex like uh, pattern or hexagonal pattern all over it is like super cool. Oh, looking. it's so fucking dope. Yeah, and the cool thing is like he really does try to do like a, a who like a what's the word for it i guess if you think it's gonna be not a whodunit but like a snatch and grab i guess you could say because the whole time you're like oh he's coming after her and he is like it's very obvious that he's been doing this stuff to the point where you know she goes upstairs to the attic and finds that he's been like living there and that's how he's been able to do it all the time he doesn't like come and go for the most part well he does but at that point, he's just like, oh, this is how I can just keep fucking with her. And at a certain point, you know, the whole dinner with her sister just kind of fucks everything up. Dude, that was such a sad scene where she like, like the 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 bad guy tried to get the sister to turn on the, on the main character by just like sending an email to her trying to say like, I never want to see you again. You're like, I've never liked you, shit like that. And she's starting to make up with her and she gets her to agree to help her because she's like, I swear I have proof that like this guy, that Adrian, 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 I think yes. that Adrian is still alive. And then all of a sudden, like the camera goes back to the main character and there's just like a knife floating next to her. And the sister's like, what, what the fuck? And the knife flies super fast, slits her throat, flies back into like the main character's hand. And you're just, just like so he basically really quick made it look like she killed her sister yeah in the middle of a restaurant and i was just like holy fuck that is evil my god and of course like besides that uh it fucks with the you know her friend's family like it makes Mm -hmm. it look like she hits the daughter yeah and she doesn't and he's like yo we're gonna leave i can't believe you fucking did this and then he leaves yeah. and comes back and he goes, oh, shit, you killed your sister. And now you're going to go to an asylum because everyone thinks you're crazy. Yeah, because she's like raving about like, it wasn't me. It was the invisible man. <laughs> He's right there. Can't you see him? And then the reveal while she's in there is like, oh, you're pregnant. Yeah. And, you know, she wants. Dude, I loved how she like drew Adrian or ter- actually turned out not to be Adrian at, uh, at that point. Like how she drew him out. She like stole a fountain pen at some point hit it and then she like tried to commit suicide to just like draw out the invisible person in her that she knew had to be there and she's like if you don't stop me like you lose me and the baby and then like someone grabs her hand and stops her she's like found you and she just starts stabbing him which is so <laughs> that was so super good. clever well and that's done. when the suit starts malfunctioning right yeah and then and i love like the guard comes in and he's like hey get back in bed and he turns around and there's just like this half invisible dude in the in the corner. He's like, what the fuck? And then that whole fucking killing spree occurs. Cause then it's yeah. like, oh, she's not crazy anymore, but no one can really live to tell the tale, unfortunately. Yeah. And- My only problem with that was like that one guard that like he had to have seen the two people in front of him get hit by something that wasn't there. And he still has his gun on like the girl in the hallway. And he's just like, hey, get down, get down. She's like, no, don't you see the invisible man? I think it's like he's at that point where I think he he went back to his base roots and he's like, which, which? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, she's got super telekinetic powers. I knew something. it. They said I was crazy and that's why I work in a crazy place. 
but you know she he gets taken out and then everyone's like oh we're so sorry you were right sorry about your sister sorry i put you in here that's crazy right <laughs> and yeah i mean the whole thing wasn't it um it wasn't even because she gets they get away it's not even at the asylum isn't it they go back to the house and then james yeah. sees him too and then that's how that whole fight ensues pretty much yeah because he basically says like hey because of you like that girl's gonna die and so she's like oh shit james like your daughter is in danger like we need to get to the house and he literally does try to kill both of them yeah and it, at least it's like nice because then it's like i'm so sorry you weren't crazy we're still friends and all this stuff and it, it's so cool because the invisible man doesn't necessarily have to be horror like you know all the universal monster movies are based on horror but also a horror for a certain era of time where at this point now they can attempt to do that but it doesn't really work anymore no one's afraid of dracula because they made him like have you watched those fucking shows now on like cw and shit like i don't know like it's not gonna work anymore man it's like i mean there there are creepy ways to they do play vampires. baseball now yeah and then, that but then that's the thing like we were literally were just talking like then there's also versions like what we do in the shadows which is like gut bustingly hilarious i was literally was watching it right before we recorded that i'm watching season two we're gonna talk about that next week guys it's gonna be great but like th- things are funny or just more drama and you're just instead somehow getting weird teen angst out of it and you're like oh i fucking love it but uh other things like werewolves you're you want to it's more like you just want to watch a gore fest or something and the mummy i mean the mummy has been redefined by a fucking man and his name is brennan fraser like you you get indian and jones adventure fun stuff and it's still like the mummy was still creepy like dude like when he first shows up and he's all still mostly desiccated and he like rips that dude's like eyes and tongue out is terrifying that should get me nightmares as a kid yeah and then uh what fan Fa- of the- flash forward to like mid 2000s they're like but what if she was sexy though <laughs> yeah and then like fan of the opera they make you feel bad for him now like he's like a sad guy and you're like oh poor baby and then what the creature from the black lagoon all right i got i got nothing I don't, i'm not really sure what they've been doing with him i mean i've seen that weird cthulhu uh, shit they're doing some weird sex shit you know what i'm saying like it's- yeah i mean there was the shape of water which was like but what if he was sexy though? Oh shit, you're right. Yeah, no, she <laughs> fucked it. Yeah, the, so they, yo, that looked crazy though. I wanted, they didn't show it. I was surprised. I was like, yeah. oh, man, I want to see what happens though. <laughs> I did love how like somehow they were graphic enough with when uh, Zelda was like, hey, but like, how do you bang him though? Because I didn't see up. anything there. And she just like hand mimes that like some plates open up and something comes out. And it's just like, that uh, that was way more visual than I think I was expecting. Yo, you know he hung though. It's crazy. Fucking, yeah. he's like, it's all that. It's all that. Um, what do you call it? Uh, it's like the same thing with Aquaman, where deep pressure from being that low in the water. And rock know. hard. <laughs> but the the point I'm trying to make is, horror really doesn't really horror doesn't work for the Universal monsters anymore. You have to try something new. And for the Invisible Man, it was thriller, and thriller sus- yeah. suspense thriller works 
perfectly. That's the thing. I liked that they focused on not the invisible man per se, but like someone that was being terrorized by him. Yes. Like a specific person. And so like when, when she, when I think her name was Cecilia, she gets fucked up enough that mm-hmm. when she does turn it around, it feels incredibly satisfying because you, mm-hmm. you feel that, Dude, that justice. La- like, like the ending, it felt like it was so sudden but it's just like it is like you said satisfying that like and they kind of set up uh, earlier in the movie she like went back to the house and found like somehow a spare uh, invisibility suit and like hid it in a vent in a bathroom yeah so that she could come back for it later as evidence and so when she finally like seemingly concedes to adrian because he like like, fucking still somehow orchestrated everything perfectly where he still comes out of it on top and he's basically like, yeah, just come back to me and everything. we'll just forget everything happened. Forget that I killed your fucking sister. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, and you think that she called James in to help just to, for, to get evidence. And he like refuses to admit anything. So she goes into the bathroom and she gets that invisibility suit and they don't show you like that she's doing this. She just leaves and then it camera goes back to Adrian and he's just like enjoying his dinner. All of a sudden he just real quick picks up a knife and slits his own throat. And you're, it's very clear that he did not do it himself, but she did it in view of a camera so that she could be like, Oh yeah, I was in a different room entirely. Like he just, I guess was overcome with his guilt and killed himself. She walks over, starts screaming perfectly. Just like perfection yeah. acting and calls nine one one. She's like, Oh my God. My husband just killed himself. Uh. And then, you know, James is just like, well, you know, I can't, can't do nothing yeah. about this. Which, you know, at the yeah, same- like, I love that. She's like, what did it sound like, James? And he just like kind of gets it. And he's like, sounded like he killed himself, I guess. Yep. And I mean, what's he going to do, right? Like, it's yeah. like, dude, the dude tried to kill your daughter. I wouldn't like, fuck it, you know? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but... Okay, so if I remember correctly, because, you know, the Universal Monster movies, they kept making, like, so many other iterations. I like, because with Xfinity, we get Peacock now. So I looked mm-hmm. at it, and I'm like, how many times? I, I didn't know there were that many movies. Holy shit. But yeah. I'm pretty sure there's one that's called, like, The Invisible Woman, right? I'm pretty sure there's an Invisible Woman run one. I don't know. It's like a third or I fourth one, I assume. But I'd imagine, like, I mean, obviously, we're not going to get another one from this. There's nothing to do, I don't think. But it kind of puts that little reference in your head of like, oh, the invisible woman. But it's cool because she's one you would root for, which is kind of cool. Like if you really like. All right. So the cool thing with this is like it ends with her winning in every possible way, except for the fact that her sister died. Like she is getting all the money. She is. She got a she got an invisible suit that no one knows about and and she's free like the the guy who was controlling her every aspect of her life what is now gone yeah and i don't know if she did she say she's gonna keep the kid or not i don't know um I mean, she could or not i mean obviously it's her choice so she gets to decide yeah, for sure but like if it i don't know if it were me i'd be like i don't know if i could like ever look at this kid without remembering this monster How, what but... was my dad like invisible <laughs> yeah he was invisible to me i never saw him i don't know but, uh, you know, it'd be cool. I mean, if they wanted to do a sequel, it would, all I'm seeing is fucking, she's just, a. she goes around just be killing a bunch of guys that are evil. 
like dudes that are abusive and shit. That actually would be interesting if she becomes like a vigilante. Yeah, right. Using the suit, that would actually be pretty cool. Hey, all these guys, all these shitty guys, keep killing themselves. I wonder how this is happening. What's going on? Like that, that would be insane. Because then it's like worst case scenario. You know, the woman's probably gonna get his money now and actually live a life without fear. And it's like, oh, that's not, that's not so bad. That sounds pretty good. So that'd be in- yeah. that would be interesting, but that, you know I, I don't think they're gonna do something like that. I think it was a one and done because I don't think we even heard. Usually, like after a movie like that, you'd hear maybe like, "Oh, a second one's in the work. We're gonna greenlight it or something." Like Dune just came out. They already said Dune Two for sure is happening. You look at IMDb and it's already on there. But like uh, something like this, I don't think they will. I think like the next thing they're doing is I'm pretty sure they're doing like a Ryan Gosling Wolfman movie. And it's like, oh no, he's too handsome. What's gonna, like, it's weird. Yeah, didn't they re like? Uh, it was probably like ten years ago at this point. Didn't they do a uh, Benicio del Toro, wolf, like American Werewolf in London? I think they did. Didn't it have Anthony Hopkins in it? Is that uh, am I correct there? I don't know. I think. Let me double check. Okay, so I'm looking at. Uh, uh, they already put the Barbie Ken. I mean, yeah, so Ryan Gosling also was cast as Ken in a Barbie movie. <laughs> but that makes a lot of sense. Um, his next movie is The Gray Man, but in production currently, so not in, in development and in production, is is that like a reference to Dorian Gray? The the gray the gray man. Uh, the gray man in Europe, a CIA operative turned assassin looks to evade mysterious forces as he tries to save. The lives of the daughters who don't know he exists. <gasps> Ooh, it's got Eddie Armas in it. I'm going to watch oh, it. Yeah, no, not what I was thinking. Oh, it's got Chris <laughs> Evans, too. Yo, this must have... Uh, Jessica Henwick's in this? Wait, Jessica Henwick and Anna Armas are... Oh, dude, I'm watching this movie. Hell yeah. I don't know what this is, but I'm going to watch it. All right, cool. I don't even know how that happened, but IMDb just sold me on a movie just by showing me the cast. But what I was saying was The Wolfman, uh, so far only casted as Ryan Gosling. It's supposed to come out... No date. Okay. A man becomes afflicted by an ancient curse after he is bitten by a werewolf. Director is Leigh Winnell, Winnell, uh, who did the... Oh, shit. The director of Saw. And... Oh, he worked on Invisible Man 2, apparently. But, uh, okay. Yeah, so there's nothing more on it. I think... It's in pre-production, if anything, because I don't think it's actually in production. Otherwise, you know, I think there'd be more on it besides just having Ryan Gosling as the sole member casted so far. But yeah, I guess that's next up on the chopping block because, all right, we got a shitty mummy movie. We got Invisible Man. There's a Wolfman movie in the works. And then before that, there was that, was it the luke evans dracula movie i never watched that one either yeah dracula untold yeah How, did you watch that i've seen bits and pieces it's uh meh it's meh ah, okay i, I get because it sounds like it would be that whole because he's you know a lord of a castle before he's a vampire and he is defending against the ottomans if i remember yeah correctly. They, so is that what, what i understand about? Yeah, from what I understand, it's basically supposed to be, like, the story of Vlad Dracula, or Vlad the Impaler, like, why he Flip chose to become what he was. Yeah. And, like, basically, yeah, it sounds like he was facing down, like, an unwinnable, like, battle against, like, an enemy army, and he was just, like, uh, looking for some way to defend his kingdom, and he, like, happened upon 
while i don't know i think it's like someone told him he could find like the power to do so in like some cave somewhere and that's where he became like vampire and he's just like cool now i could just like lay waste to everyone and then the cost of it is everything around him or something probably yeah basically oh, yeah. okay interesting they're yeah. just like or you not. saved your fam your land but now you're a monster what have you done now you've destroyed your own land i guess i don't i don't know but yeah invisible man awesome movie really liked it yeah you guys should totally check it out like i said suspense thriller amazing and it's in san francisco which is cool yeah. And you see rich people living in the North Bay in their secluded house that no one's near. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, next up, Marvel's What If? And it was nine episodes, uh, all about like 30 minutes each. Um, I guess for this one, do you want to just, do you want to do episode by episode? Or do you um, want to do like... I uh, guess episode by episode, but like real quick, I guess like one of my few complaints or nitpicks, I guess, of the series as a whole, was when they announced it, I was just, like, excited, I guess, to get a bunch of disconnected stories that had nothing to do with anything MCU, and it's just, like, literally cool what-ifs. And that's all I was expecting from it. And then it was just only MCU stuff, literally. and 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 then by the end of the show, they're just like, oh, no, it's all connected. It's even important to watch as, like, part of what's going on in the MCU now with, with the multiverse shit. So it's it's still good. It's just, like, uh, I, I just wanted something simple that would be a fun time. I didn't want it to be, like, necessary. You thought it'd be kind of anthology-style, like, yeah. kind of like, I guess, Animatrix or Batman Gotham Knights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so the thing with this was they could have done that but then i guess it wouldn't it wouldn't be good for or people wouldn't know as much because now they're banking on everything mcu like mcu is their bread and butter the comics whatever's happening there doesn't really matter as much anymore and you know they'll take some things from it every now and again and put in the mcu but otherwise like it's not the mainstream for them and because of that you're only gonna see more and more reinforcement on the mcu hence like i guess why they did the avengers the way they did it for the game and stuff like that even though it didn't even look like the movie characters but like uh the what if comics because this is based off of the comics from what if that are done like oh what if avx what if spider-man was using the black suit more or something and killed Craven, I think. Uh, what if, like, all this other stuff happens? Like, they do all these different things, and for better or for worse, they come out. Some are good, some are not so good. None of them are really talked about either way, honestly. I can't remember yeah. one time someone went, hey, well, did you read this what if? No one ever yeah, talked about it. None ever. of them are canon. It's just, like, it's literally just to be, it's supposed to be interesting side stories, like DC's Elseworld stories. Not even then. Like, for the most part, it's just, they don't even do, like, a... Oh, what if we put them in steampunk, whatever? It's straight up just, hey, what if this small event changed in this way and what would be different about it? Like, you don't really get the Elseworlds stuff. They've still done, you know, Marvel Zombies, the noir world and stuff like that. But they were never, they were just called their own thing. They never had a specific title, I guess you could say, like DC's Elseworlds, where you knew what you were getting with DC Elseworlds. You're like, oh, cool, this is going to be a completely original take because it's in a different era there's cowboys there's goth fucking gotham by gaslights like dc vampire red rain stuff like which 
are phenomenal in their own rights, of course. But uh, for this, though, in the show, yeah, it's all big. It's all just MCU. So it's like the first episode. What if Peggy Carter got the serum and not Captain, uh, not Steve and stuff? And oh, yeah, that's also I for whatever reason that never clicked in my head that like all the what ifs are literally just shit from the MCU. It's not stuff from the comics. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they they knew like people they made it for people like when they made it yeah, they're they like know the movies they'll know the movies it. they'll know what's going on whereas if you did the comics they'd be like oh this is a cool random story i don't know what it's from though so they're like i said they're doubling down on it they're just making <laughs> what if it... uncle ben survived who <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i it's like for some of them there's not even much to say like it's like yeah what if peggy carter got the uh formula and it's like what's the big yeah. difference the big difference is uh a kraken eight red skull uh yeah that was super weird that you just, had the hydra stopper iron man that suit. was the other thing was like i do like that tony no not tony uh what's shit what's his dad oh howard howard stark, howard stark. like yeah. he kind of invented the uh the iron man mark one suit but using the tesseract as a power supply and he made he made it for steve because he didn't get the serum, and now he's like the Hydra Stomper. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, and also Peggy, I liked seeing the British version of the America suit. Like I thought that looked like a cool, interesting distinction. But yeah, it was, it, as a standalone episode, it just kind of was like okay. Yep, and then because there's nothing. It's yeah, it's just pretty much some reverse stuff. Otherwise, it kind of just felt like the same thing. Yeah, honestly. Uh, I guess there's no Winter Soldier in this world either, because they kind of they. Yeah, because she survives Bucky. Yeah, and then um, the next one was. Yeah, I'm looking up the list. Are you looking? Okay, I was like, I know this, and I forgot it already. Um, yeah. Crap. Uh, oh, what if T'Challa became Star Lord? Right? Oh, that one. That one was actually one of the better ones. Yes, that one was interesting because it's just like. They just kind of fuck around for that one. Well, They're like, what if it's the, super he, funny. he convinces Thanos to join the Ravagers? Yeah, he's just like, he gets Thanos to just like not kill half the universe. And it's funny because like throughout the episode, he keeps trying to like explain his plan to everyone as if like, I'm not going to actually do it, but like it would be incredibly efficient. And they're like, sure, Thanos. <laughs> And it's just it's just so funny to me, the idea that the universe would actually or at least the galaxy would be a much better place if if uh, Peter Quill wasn't Star Lord. It's just it's a giant thing of just shitting on Peter Quill. It is the fun. It's, yeah. the, the entire episode is just, hey, it turns out Peter Quill is literally not even a hero. He just kind of sucks ass. He did like one yeah, thing. Apparently he's terrible. Yeah, he, he did one pivotal moment. But otherwise, he's done literally nothing for anybody. And. <laughs> Which and is like back hilarious. on Earth, like back on Earth, if he never leaves, he's just like working at a Dairy Queen or whatever. Yeah, and apparently, like, um, his dad still comes over. Like, yeah, he that goes, might like, mean hey. the ego's plan actually starts to work. Yeah, even though, um, I think they still T'Challa actually saves him from ego. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, and he's just like a better Star Lord anyway. He's like a better like fighter, a better hero. I just thought it was super funny. And of course, they still try to fill the void with something. So in this one, they make the collector the villain, which is also interesting because we, I for you kind of forget about the collector. He's in the first Guardians movie, and then he's in uh, 
Avengers Infinity War, but he's just a mirage. Yeah, you don't actually like see if he's dead at that point. Is he dead though? Did it, did then? It, uh, it's, it's I think imp- you do see his body in the background. I could be wrong. Okay, I wasn't sure. So it's like I don't know. You thought the collector would be more? I guess he's definitely supposed to be like a bigger an character, important right? side character. Yeah. So because he's kinda... his thing is he literally just collects shit. So like if you need something important, he probably has something of it. Yeah. Or or knows where to get it. But instead, you know, they, yeah, they just kind of kill him off in, in one movie. You don't yeah. really get him. Then again, I guess Benicio de Toro probably costs money. I'm not really yeah. sure. That's why they're like, oh, you're only in one Star Wars movie. Besides probably multiple yeah. other reasons. You're only in five minutes. That's all we could get. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> but you got to stutter so we don't have to do too many lines. <laughs> um, the next one was... You still got the What list. if... Uh, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? Which was where someone oh, you find out is, who by the end. Yeah, someone was going around killing all of the would-be Avengers before uh, uh, Nick Fury can actually get them all together. Yeah, and then Loki comes and is like, "Hey, my bro's dead. What the fuck?" And then yeah. uh, it that was interesting. Yeah, he, he like came to avenge Thor supposedly. I mean, I guess you know, spoilers, guys. If you haven't watched What If yet, I mean. It's one of those things now where if it's on Disney Plus, I'm sure everyone's already seen it already if they really wanted to watch yeah, it. So anyone who like this has been out for like a month at this point, like anyone who wanted to watch these like right off the bat probably ha- already have. Yeah, but it was, you know, it's Hank Pym and the whole thing was it's like each moment yeah. is pivotal. So in the first one, uh, the the bombing it was like, like the mo- what was it? The bombing just occurs a little bit differently. Well, it was like so What's his name? Um, uh, the scene where Nick Fury goes to like kind of help Tony Stark figure out how to like. Well, it's not the pivotal like, moment. I'm saying like each one is oh. a pivotal. This is what if this would happen and everything is uh, oh, as a result yeah, yeah, yeah. of it. So I'm saying like in the Captain Britain one, uh, in the attack, it's slightly different because oh, it's whole... what if Peggy stays in the room during the. Yeah, um, this one was a little bit different. It was literally just like, what if someone killed all the Avengers before they became Avengers? Well, no, no. The pivotal moment is, what if Hope Van Dyne was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess that would be it. Yeah, that each one has a catalyst. And so, yeah, like so I said, like yeah. Hank basically loses his daughter and he goes nuts and he becomes Yellow Jacket, which is also a thing from the comics, which I thought was actually really cool. Yeah, and in like the T'Challa one, it's basically just... What if they accidentally abducted T'Challa? Yeah. That's it. It was literally like they just didn't, they couldn't tell humans apart or Terrans apart. So they were like, we got the kid. Like, Does that look anything like the kid I showed you? Like, I don't know. He's got two arms, two legs on me. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, and yeah, so that one was interesting because yeah, everyone's getting killed off and then uh, Dude, Loki the, what takes to the over Hulk the world. Was horrifying. Oh yeah, the Hulk basically <laughs> he just like explodes. You know what's crazy? That was the first time we've actually seen an actual reference again to the uh, Universal yeah, Incredible Hulk movie. Yeah, that was interesting. And seeing Liv Tyler's character of Betty Ross. Yeah, the first that that was technically the first canon Hulk movie. Oh, you don't count no, the, the Eric Banner one now. Well, the, it's like it's weird because like that. The Incredible Hulk does reference that movie a bit, but not like super hard. But yeah, definitely like the Incredible Hulk was supposed to be actually canon. Yes. But we just haven't talked about it in like a decade. <laughs> and oh God, I still 
I, I know people love Mark Ruffalo, but that's such a different Hulk than like it Hulk. Is, yeah. Whereas Edward Norton was like actually Hulk. He was literally like Savage Hulk. Yeah, and that worked. It, he like it. Oh my god, it, it was showing the training and all the stuff he was doing. Where like Mark Ruffalo Hulk is just like I'm always angry. Hey, you want a taco? Yeah. Uh, so it it is different. Like you kind of do see a difference in quality there. I won't lie, but that's. I, I would love a, a what if where I actually see a live action and it's called the um the next time the next time verse baby uh, and it's uh, uh what's this Terrence Howard's War Machine and uh, Edward Norton's Hulk and Betty Ross becomes Red Hulk and I'd be like oh cool and they fight the leader the blue guy that was yeah they be. set that shit up right yep. so boom right there I got a movie that I want to make and that's what it would be if someone steals them I fight you but. Hmm uh yeah so that whole thing was interesting because the what loki takes over the world and then it, the, yeah. everyone just it was weird the way they utilized captain marvel in these movies in, in these episodes because it's just kind of like a hey we want to end things it's just like the the trump card or the whatever yeah, did she show up in this one i forget why she was supposed to they ba- basically go oh we need to uh they go to the frozen shield and Fury is like, thanks for coming, Captain. And oh, you look yeah, behind yeah. and Captain Marvel's there, but he's also getting Captain America because they're the only two that would that can basically do it now. And yeah. so that's going to be the new Avengers is Captain America and Marvel. But you're like, oh, okay, it's Captain Marvel again. And then you get the pager also in like the fucking Thor party one too. So you keep getting that pager. Yeah. Um, but what was the fourth one? What if Doctor Strange lost Oh, his so this was the... Better? Yeah, this uh, one is pretty self it's i really liked this one this one uh, this one might be my favorite one just because like i mean the base idea of like what if instead of losing his hands he lost his heart yeah oh lost his heart that's what it was and like claire died in the car accident because she came with him yes or whatever and i thought it was weird that like that had to be this universe's fixed point because like clearly that's it doesn't have to be a fixed point if literally the doctor strange that we have was like a completely different story mm-hmm. but i did like that he he used the eye of agamotto to keep going back in time to try to find some way to help her or to like save her but because it was fixed and, no matter what something yeah happens. literally no matter what he did she would end up dying i'm not gonna lie somehow, it started getting a little way. funny I, I started laughing a little bit <laughs> i just thought it was like i was so intrigued of like but why like why does it have to be like this and like the ghost of the uh the ancient one shows up she's just like yeah you can't fix this because it's a fixed point quit trying to fuck shit up like if you literally do undo this it will break the universe to the point where i don't care he creates a variant in that universe too yeah i just thought it was so interesting that he like goes to a different timeline and he just trains and like get he increases his magic power over how however many years of just absorbing more and more demons and like like uh, magic creatures and shit like that yeah he starts off with like little tiny gnomes and shit and by the end he's like absorbing the crazy tentacle monster from the first what if episode was that the same that was the same monster i think that was the idea was it was the same the same thing okay and i just thought it was so cool that like he basically becomes like a dark version of dr strange and he even gets like an uh an evil looking version of his cloak uh and like by the end he's like barely holding himself together and he's like 
more monster than man. And like when he finally does save Claire and he's like a horrible amalgamation of all these different things. And she like flips out. And and then also literally sends. And that's the thing. Literally it does break the universe. And this was also one of the first episodes where you get hints that shit's more connected than it first seems. Cause like at a certain point he becomes aware of the watcher yes which is your like narrator throughout these episodes is like also a recurring character in the marvel comics of like this being that literally all they do oh they were in one episode uh one scene in uh one of the mcu movies i will give you that yeah yeah and like all they do is just like observe the universe that's all they do it's like metron in dc yeah, and it's like it's a cool idea to have like if you're gonna do a a series of what if episodes, yeah, have the watcher, you know, show you like where these universes are coming from. But all of a sudden Doctor Strange is like aware of the narrator and you're just like, Whoa, wait, huh? How powerful is he? And also what? <laughs> yeah. Uh so that was interesting. And then like by the end of the episode, he's just like pleading with the watcher to help him s- stop his universe from collapsing, and he's just like I can't. You brought this on your own, uh, on yourself. Goodbye. But it's like at that point too, because he absorbed himself as well. And the whole thing too about that was, yeah. uh, when you think about it, the one he absorbed was the main line of that universe's Doctor Strange, where he yeah. technically was a variant because he went back and he already knew everything, but he went and did like other. He like he chose to like give it up and just like live without Claire. Yeah. But I mean, like the one, the variant was the one that went and just like yeah. took a different path, and then was like, "I'm hungry." Um, but that was cool too, and that I'll I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit later because there's a whole it, there's a whole chain of this is from DC, and then DC got it from Marvel, but then Marvel got it from DC, and it's just a really funny thing. But I'll go over it at the end. Uh, okay. The next one was Marvel Zombies, right? Yeah. Okay. which was okay yeah it's fine it was a zombie like it wasn't that's the thing is like it wasn't as good as like the actual marvel zombies comic which goes to some crazy places it's, like it's, it's smarter it's the marvel zombies comic like at, is smarter. like at one point galactus shows up and they eat galactus and then they have the powers cosmic and then they just go out and eat literally everything in the universe and then they find a way to invade other universes and it's just like, holy shit, this is a way more insane zombie invasion than I would have ever expected. You also find they cures in that world, too, though. They do, like, kind of... Yeah. They didn't do anything like that in this one. It was just, like, what if... I think Bucky when... might still be alive. He was just kind of thrown. Like, he was Maybe. Like, film die. It, it was like, what if when they brought Hope Van Dyne... No. Janet. When they brought Janet Van Dyne back from the quantum realm, what if she had a quantum virus that yeah. turned her into a zombie? And it was weird because like the zombies acted brain dead, but they clearly weren't because they still had like the use of their powers and they still acted like intelligently from time to time. So it was, that was really weird. Uh, I did like Spider-Man got to do like the flying cape and then also, um, oh God, uh, Paul Rudd. Uh, Pink pin, I mean, uh, uh. Scott Lang is just basically yeah, Scott, just Scott a floating Lang. fucking head with a cape. <laughs> yeah, that was super funny. <laughs> so stupid. Oh my god. And then like, I don't know, the revelation that Vision was like feeding people to Wanda to try to like 
buy time to fix her was interesting. T'Challa's leg was literally just cut off. He's like, uh, yeah. you've been feeding me to her, bro. It's crazy. Um, that was, that was, I can't believe he was feeding T'Challa the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. But yeah, that was, it was interesting to say to, yeah, it was interesting. And then what was the next one? Uh, what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? Okay, so this one was fucking... Alright, it was... I had higher hopes for it, I guess you could say. Yeah, it wasn't as amazing as I thought it could have been, but it was still really cool to see Killmonger back and just, like, basically take over the world and see, like, why All it showed was, like, oh, what if this happens? And you're like, oh, Killmonger gets a different shot. Maybe things can be different. He's gonna be good. It's like, no, he's a bigger bastard than he was before. He's a piece of yeah. shit. And you're like, oh... Oh, he he saves Tony Stark, gets on Tony's good side, becomes his like personal guard. And then he like convinces Tony to do a bunch of things that basically end up giving him like a closer shot at Wakanda. Kills Rhodey and T'Challa in like one moment. Kills pretty much kills everybody where he's just like, hey, I think. All right. I couldn't stop. I'm sorry. I couldn't stop. Because you have have Wakanda and you have, you know, Wakanda accents, right? You know, everyone's yeah. talking the full accent. And you have fucking Killmonger on a rhino, killing the What's robots. Up, <laughs> killing these robots he controls, and he's like, Wakanda forever. <laughs> yeah. So out of accent, I'm like, oh, it don't work. It don't work at all. But oh my god. Well, I mean it it makes sense because he was raised like in Oakland. I know, but, but... it's just it just sounds so weird. I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah. oh god, it was it was just, yeah, like I said, he's just a bastard the whole time. And you're like, yeah, oh, okay. It's just, it was a fun episode. It just wasn't very complex or anything. Yeah. Um, and then this, Tony just gets fucking got even worse than before. Yeah, he kills Tony Stark. That was like, I love there's so he many He dies memes. from a shoulder wound. Dude, there's it's so funny. There sense. are so many. I keep seeing so many memes of like the jokes that disney and marvel were not satisfied to kill tony stark one time so they kill him like almost every episode of what if oh shit. so like they kill him in episode like two they kill him in episode oh my god they kill yeah every episode he's dead in zombies every episode he's in he fucking dies holy shit except except for episode nine when you get that one random like what was uh, that what was that supposed to be that feels like an episode that got cut for some reason that got cut right it was, it's like also why would it end at nine why yeah. didn't they do ten right yeah i don't know it's really that i thought was super weird you're like, like why are we gamora. supposed to care about this gamora <laughs> yeah it was like gamora daughter like killer of thanos and survivor of like sakar and i was like Wait, what? I want to see that story. And like Tony is with her for some reason. And his and armor got, like, is like a different a weird... looking suit. Yeah, and it's all it like super graffitied and shit or something. It was, it was cool looking. And it looks like yeah, it's got like, like the Ragnarok colors, like that blue that Thor has. Something had. like that. Yeah. yeah. It definitely looked like maybe Norse-ish, but like I just I keep seeing people post a meme of like the Watcher coming to like recruit that Gamora. And he's like, Tony Stark, you're alive in this universe. Hold on a second. He pulls out a gun. <laughs> 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 okay that's pretty good yeah but, oh my god yeah so the next one was the thor yeah what if thor was an only child and which was okay <laughs> I, that one was just how i love it was it. funny yeah, it was fucking hilarious it was like what if thor it's like oh this... dude i love loki shows up and he's like still a frost giant and he's just like 
actually friends with Thor. And he's like, yo, Thor, my brother from another mother. they just fucking party. Yeah, they just, it turns yeah. out they're just, they just party all the time. And they come to Vegas. They're just bros. Yeah. And then the whole thing, it's like, you, you could tell, like, Jane gets there. And you're thinking, oh, she's not going to like this guy. Because of, like, without his brother, there's, like, all these qualities that he's missing. And then he's they just a like party boy. One night, just it took one night, and she not only they not only slept together, but they slept together in a room full of all these other people. When you look at it, Rocket Raccoon's yeah. in the fucking sink, and he's like, "Oh, there's a rabbit in here." <laughs> and like, I love that he's just like parties nonstop until like the world ends, or at least like that's. They the thought, they thought like it destroys happened. the world, and he's like, no, the world was already done. We just kind of, like, we're there when it happened. Yeah. Because <laughs> it seemed like a cool place to party, you know? And then they Captain yeah. Marvel's there, and you're like, oh, okay, they, they paged again. And she's just like, you need to leave. And he's like, no. All right, the best part was that he puts the hammer on her, and she couldn't get yeah. up. <laughs> uh, I love that. And then, so like, Cat I just love that they end, up, was... they end up calling her, like, his mom. <laughs> He's like, oh shit! You called my mom. We need to clean this place up. And he just, Everybody they do the whole They do the whole like, you know, gotta clean up after like the high school party thing. Gotta clean the house, but like it's the whole planet. And then fucking, uh, he's teaching everyone, hey guys. And then he calls the hammer, and he's like, I forgot to clean the hammer. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> that was so that was good. so funny, so fucking good. Uh, Kat Dennings, or what was Darcy? Her Darcy was her name, right? Yeah, her, her and Howard Duck got married. Oh god, that was so funny. They brought back Seth Green to voice Howard Duck, which was pretty great in both uh, both oh, episodes. That was Seth okay. Green. Yeah, I could tell. You just it's you, he's slightly voice modulated, but you're like, oh, oh yeah, okay. he was also in the Collector episode. Yes, yes. Uh, right. and then it was uh, the Ultron. What if Ultron won? It, yeah, which, this is where it started getting crazy crazy. Yeah, and everyone's dead in this one pretty much. Yeah, like literally like I said Ultron won. Like he like in he got Vision's body or like the the body he was building for himself he actually ended up getting and it didn't go, uh, get turned into the Vision. So he was basically indestructible. He beat all the Avengers. He like I just thought it was really funny that after wiping out all life on the planet, like Thanos shows up and he's like looking for the Infinity Stone. And it's like, oh, yeah, I guess he would show up eventually for that last and stone. He just kills Thanos. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that second because he's just like, uh, like Thanos shows up out of a portal and Ultron's just like, huh, interesting. And he just like lasers him in half in a second. Takes the fucking like, stones takes all the stones and makes himself like this awesome infinity armor like which ended up looking like the traditional ultron suit which was cool i did like because i mean the whole thing is it's hawkeye and black widow and yeah i and zemo they brought zemo back they did not zemo, not, not zemo uh, sorry um baron artem zola oh god Z- zola yeah, yeah artem zola. zola they brought back as like a old computer man and th- yeah. th- that's where it was- it's like yeah, we've actually met before. I I destroyed another version of you. You're the last copy left. <laughs> uh, but the the Watcher singing like Ultron being self aware of the multiverse, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And Watcher's like, "Oh, that was oh, yeah." Fuck. <laughs> and that was the other thing was like, yeah, once the like Ultron like wiped out all life in his universe, he somehow 
became aware of the watcher and yeah literally looked at the watcher through his like viewing window thing it was just like wow i've seen all that could ever be that that ever could possibly be but what the hell was that and it's it turns out that was interesting yeah and it turns it's crazy that ultron is a much bigger like ultron with the infinity gauntlet is 20 times worse than thanos with the infinity gauntlet yeah because, like, Thanos is just like, I just want to wipe out half of all life in this universe. Whereas Ultron is like, I want to cleanse the entire multiverse of all sentient life. I honestly think they might bring Ultron back in the actual... Uh... I could see that. Well, actually, okay, so I guess getting into it more. We get that next episode where he then goes like oh, okay you saw those, all those episodes we're gonna take the hero from each one yeah and so episode nine was the last episode and it was just what if the watcher broke his vow yeah and he literally assembles his own avengers team of like literally just the ones that you saw for the for this show plus that random gamora that feels like a missed episode yeah because i think that is in like a they did make that into a comic i'm pretty sure so that actually was from a comic I think mm, okay. I could be wrong. Uh, I, I don't read those, so I couldn't say for sure. But uh, we see, you know, the Captain Britain, Captain Peggy Carter. We see Star Lord T'Challa. We see Kill fucking Dark Doctor Strange, Dark Doctor Strange, Killmonger, uh, Black Panther. We see um, Party Thor. <laughs> this love it's Party Thor. It's like, is that even the strongest? Yeah. Version? It's just like, nah, but fuck it, why not? It's Party Thor. And then um, yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> were there any others? I think that was all of them, right? Pretty much. I I think that was all of them. Yeah. So we get all these different characters, and they're supposed to work together and do it. And I do like this because it's like Doctor Strange, even though he did all this evil shit, he totally understands. Like fully self aware now, where he's like, I fucked up. Oh yeah. And well, he literally saw like the consequences of his actions is losing literally everything. But he and also... so he's like. He's and he's also like alone. He's now. twenty times stronger than like cinematic Doctor Strange. Oh, absolutely. He's probably the strongest iteration of Doctor Strange that they're supposed to be. Which is why, like, I really wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in the multiverse of madness. Exactly. So that's why I wanted to. I want to get to that. But like, um, you know, they they do the whole thing and they all team up and they also get that world's where Ultron's from, that Black Widow, and they yeah. do their thing. And it was really cool the way they kind of try. They try to use all their stuff against him because Gamora has like uh, the the gem breaker, but it only yeah, is which tuned to the gems of that specific universe, so it doesn't work on yeah. others. And that was I thought that was actually pretty clever. But the whole thing of uh, the Arnim Zola virus, and you're like, oh cool, he so killed weird. Ultron, and then I can't believe that worked. Yeah, and then fucking Killmonger is like, ah oh, yeah, and then like yeah, he's takes like, it now all. I have the Infinity Stones, and then now Arms, I'll be king. And then Artemis and then is like, those belong to me. And then you're like, wait, so am I watching fucking Killmonger fight over the Infinity Stones against Arnim Zola, who has taken over yep. Ultron's body? That's real, right? Yeah, but we put him in a bubble, and Doctor Strange is going to contain him for all eternity. Oh, uh, uh, okay, bro. Yeah. Now, yeah, now it's just doc- Dark Doctor Strange's job to keep that horrible, like, multiverse-ending threat contained forever. Yeah, <laughs> and 
you know, everyone else gets to go back to the world. Their whole thing is like, oh, look, Captain Peggy Carter found the the, the thingy in Captain America 2. Yeah, like, she found the Hydra Stopper somehow. Yeah, the, the, he, he's all happy and shit. I don't fucking know. And then everyone else goes back to the thing. Uh, Black Widow gets put into the what if all the Avengers died world because they're all dead. Yeah. So. Which, well, it was like specifically a, a world of her where like just she died. No, it was the it was the second episode. Where all the Avengers were killed, except for Captain America, because he was still in ice. And Are you sure about that? Because I yes. could have sworn that they, uh... oh, they, they did. Okay. Yeah, because so that one it shows Captain Marvel who was summoned. It shows Captain America who is unfrozen. They're fighting Loki who has taken over the world, and uh, everyone you know, else maybe... is dead. Hulk, so in this world, Hulk, Thor, uh, Hawkeye, Black Widow, and Iron Man are all dead. Uh, maybe I saw Captain America there and I was just like, oh, it, they the rest of them have to be there somewhere. No, yeah, it was just those two because those were yeah. the only two that weren't killed. And Samuel Jackson, thing, I mean, uh, Nick Fury was still alive, of course, there as well. The only thing that I think might have worked better, but would have taken some explaining to do if people didn't watch what Oh, if. put it into the real MCU? Yes. So like... Charles Johansson comes the, uh, back again. Fuck! I've, yeah, that was like another Money. meme that I saw of, of people showing like, her getting sent to the battle of like Endgame, where they're just like opening all the portals and like one more portal opens up and she's like there and it's just like she we it's it's maybe not the Natasha that we started with but it's like we have another one back and I was just like oh my god that would have been freaking genius if they did that <laughs> but it would have been really she, confusing only if she had that fucking Russia shield because that was a dope shield. Mm, yeah. But, uh, no, so, I mean, no, because in Endgame was the point was, let's literally get rid of our top build cast so we could save money. And when you really oh think God, about right. it. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. 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 How's that feel, right? Yeah. How do you think? <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Disney. You did it again. <laughs> you just gotta, you gotta start looking around, man. But, so, okay. So here's the thing. For a split that fight se- though so it was for, amazing for a split second i think they do put the mcu like the current our mcu cinematic movies there is a scene there and it is when the watcher and ultra ultron is punching the watcher through multiple different universes and one is during uh the time of falcon and the winter soldier where what's his face is being sworn in as captain america um i already forgot his name oh yeah uh, you saw that I, I, that scene yeah i know that what you're talking about but it shows that and he's being sworn in and they hit like the ground for a second and they're gone and you're like oh shit that was the real world i mean that was like the current like mcu world for a split second you see that one oh so they do okay. go through it and it's like that if i don't know if they'll ever show that but here's so there's a couple things for this, which is why I wanted to really get into it. But one is what this could possibly mean, because, of course, we're getting King the Conqueror now and we've already gotten Thanos, mm-hmm. whether it was a good or bad iteration of Thanos. It's that I was still underwhelmed by him overall. I it was OK. He, there could have been a whole lot more, but that's like, I said, oh, that's for sure. Thing. Um, it, it was very bland to me personally, but. King the Conqueror is like the next Well, they big... couldn't really do the Lady Death stuff. <laughs> I mean, not even that. It's just they could just done like a fucking Thanos movie if they really wanted to. And that would have made me actually care. But they didn't. Maybe. Um, yeah. But King the Conqueror is the current thing. 
And Ultron is usually bigger, like he's much more recurring than what we got before, even though it's like James Spader. He's, he's about as close to Brainiac as you can get in yes, yeah. the Marvel Universe, minus the whole like world cataloging stuff. Yeah, it's like a less he's like a lesser known Brainiac for the for the most part. But like he this version of him is the end all be all version now, because it's like it's got the stones. And there's a crazy mm-hmm. version of Killmonger, which then would allow you to bring back Michael B. Jordan if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. And it, an even more homicidal version of Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Killmonger. Uh, and, you know, it's like you don't even necessarily need James Spader because it's like Arnim Zola's Ultron or something. It's like very strange. But like, yeah, if they ever that could actually be a real movie. They could like bring that in if they really wanted to and do like a whole live action thing and have that also dark Doctor Strange. And so that's the thing. This could that stuff could be in Multiverse of Madness. There is a possibility we see the dark Doctor Strange holding that like universe and it's like, oh, I'm guarding this. And that's all it's going to be is like I'm guarding this. Nothing more is going to come out of it. And it could foreshadow to something eventually if they really want to. And they could go, hey, we were saving this to see if we really wanted to use it. And maybe we ran out. King, we finished with Kang and maybe we don't want to do another thing. But like we could do this maybe or something um, and pulled out. They could do that. I'm not saying they should or not, but I'm saying it's a possibility that I'm sure they're thinking about as well. Because I was, I was like, oh, they're going to do a what if season two of continuing it with some of these stories. Because some yeah. left, they, they left some kind of like with. Uh, would it be continuing these stories, or would it be like new what ifs? So I was thinking they would continue these stories until like they did that whole crossover where they kind of solved everything really fast. Like Killmonger's not even in his mm, universe anymore. I see what you mean. Uh, Captain Carter found Steve and all this other stuff. Now they have they literally killed off potential for season two is continuing most of those stories. Like the only one that they could maybe continue is Marvel zombies. Um, yeah. Which uh, yeah. at the same time, yeah, it's, it's a bland version of it. So if they did a second season, it would probably be all new stuff. And it'd be like, what if Terrence Howard was still war machine? Probably or something like that. That's what I would do still, but you know, they, they probably won't cause you still cost a lot. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to make an empire <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and that that's that for that. But when I was watching that whole bubble sequence, first the the sequence of Doctor Strange just stuck in there for eternity to then, oh, Killmonger and Arnim Zola are in there for eternity. I'm just looking at this and I'm just like, the guy's making this a really big DC fans. I was not expecting this. Like, (laughs) this is like a lot of this. What does that make you think of? Oh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, bro. That is some fucking crisis right there. Because you have anti-monitor destroying all these different universes and heroes from different universes are brought together to stop this because also like they end up merging worlds like for how it goes they merge like the world of captain marvel and the marvel family they merge the world with like question and blue beetle and booster gold they merge the like main era of dc heroes from the silver age they merge the planet of the main dc heroes from the golden age so the two different versions of batman superman wonder woman all that stuff Oh, no, Batman's dead by that point, I think, in the other version, though. But his daughter's alive. And it's all these different heroes coming together and doing this stuff. But this is where I was like, oh, this is literally just that. At the end, when they finish it, 
the heroes that stayed to sacrifice themselves are stuck in a fucking orb for eternity. Oh. And it is Alexander Luther, Earth 2 Superman, Earth 2 Lois Lane, and Superboy Prime. And if they ever oh. get out, which is then Infinite Crisis, Superboy Prime and Alexander Luther, who were the heroes of Crisis on Infinite Earths, are now the villains of Infinite Crisis. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So watching that, I'm like, oh, okay, yes. Yeah, so they're Crisis fans. That's literally what I gathered from it was whoever was making What If was really big fans of Crisis because What If also like the whole thing with What If is it is like a weird like Elseworlds, but not Elseworlds. Like they they don't really go that far into it. So they they do take from DC in that aspect, and of course this whole thing took from DC in that whole world of like the fucking crisis style stuff and everything else so that was the very dc thing but it's funny now because uh i want to say in the last couple last year or so maybe a couple years uh dc had started taking inspiration from what if and started doing really weird what if storylines to the point where they even made a watcher character uh what (laughs) yeah even though they have metron they made like a weird dude i forget what his name is but he's like yeah i watched like the omniverse and shit but uh, it's because of the dark multiverse in DC. Because uh, oh, that's where okay. like the whole Dark Knight's Metal stuff happens. Where they're like, oh yeah, there's the multiverse, but there's the dark multiverse. Where they're... Which is what um, actually... So that's why it's, it's crazy because they keep pulling from each other. Where the dark multiverse is... This is a whole DC. They, they didn't, this isn't like a Marvel copy or anything. But it's all these different worlds, the universes that end up failing and imploding. They don't actually make it into like the above of the regular multiverse where it lasts and becomes like its own world. It's like, these are ones where they they actually break and don't survive. And that's the one where all the dark like heroes come from. That's where all the weird inversions of Batman, Batman who laughs, Red Death and stuff come from. And it's honestly really fucking cool for some of them. But in they do that for what if, kind of where after they did all the dark uh, multiverse stuff they're like oh what if we did some weird stuff where it's like oh what if infinite crisis what if uh death of superman what if blah 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 and all these different versions occur where uh lois becomes like a super being and kills batman and shit and all this crazy fucking shit but uh for the dark doctor strange episode that was straight up a dark multiverse inspiration easily like that was like something you'd get from the dark multiverse where you're like oh what if this hero did this for good but became evil which is like every single batman version because he tried to do something good and then would somehow get fused with like another hero by accident or do something fucked up yeah like uh yeah the the, the whole red death barry bruce fusion was fucking insane that was actually insane um which apparently red death might be in flashpoint which was Brandon was mentioning that in that kind of steel episode where I was actually in my mind losing my mind because I'm like, they can't put Red Death in Flash. If they make Red Death a character, it would be too much. (laughs) Red Death is, I couldn't imagine Red Death, but Red Death is insane how he gets created. It's like Flash is fucking Mad Maxed onto Bruce's Batmobile and they're riding at an insane speed that merges them together. And it's literally they're sharing a body. That's so weird. Yeah. So like Firestorm. <laughs> kind of. And when Bruce is in charge, he does all the fucked up shit. At the end of Metal, uh, Flash regains conscious, like he regains uh, control 
and turns the suit gold, if I remember correctly. But then Batman Who Laughs was like, oh, we always we only told you half the plan because we knew half of you was still Barry. So now we could just kill you because you were, yeah, then they just like erase him. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's dark. Yeah, Red <laughs> Death is literally actually the like the first Batman to die in metal. Like he's the first of like the dark Batman to die because he turns good. So they're like, oh, let's kill him. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's a whole thing. But yeah, so that that's a whole interesting thing with what if. Um, overall, though, the animation was fine. I'm kind of indifferent. Like it was... There were yeah. some entertaining episodes. There were some kind of whatever episodes. Uh, at the end, I was like, okay, I don't need a second season. This is fine. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. Like, the, I don't know. It's really weird to me that like trying to do something more ambitious in tying all these different what ifs together kind of made it less interesting to me. So... Now it's less of a just like, oh, fun little side stories to watch in the background. Now it's like, oh, season two is out. I guess I got to watch it for like whatever important shit there is in there because it's apparently going to be. So I don't know. I I would be fine if they didn't do a season two, which is weird because I did overall enjoy this season. But like it's not necessary if it's just MCU yeah. stuff. I don't care as much. If they went, That's the other thing. Like, if, if they, they went like something... a quick fun fact of like, oh, there was this, this is a, an event from the Marvel comics and this happens. But yeah. Now, like if what they if go it into happened more, like this? If they go into more background stuff, that's like, yeah, not strictly stuff from the MCU, but they just are like random crazy shit. That would be cool. I and think like, I don't know. When they, they describe maybe... it, they would give one minute or 30 seconds of talking about that comic event or whatever happened in that comic and show the comic like yeah, little panels of it and then they go but what if and they show the moment where it changes and go what if this occurred instead and then the comic turns into the show and boom like that's that's what would be that would be fucking cool that would be awesome i think that would be really cool but, yeah they could do that yeah but i just i feel like the way this first season went they're they're gonna try to do another like build up to one singular event thing again, which could be fine, could be what whatever like like this one was. Yeah, but like it, enter- it was entertaining, but yeah. it wasn't anything super spectacular. I yeah. guess. So next up, last thing we got here because we somehow went overboard with that a little bit. Uh, New Mutants, which I finally watched, and it was it wasn't bad. It was, was kind of okay. It was kind of okay. <laughs> And it was interesting, and I kind of wanted more. Like, at the end of it, I'm like, I want to see more of these characters. I want to see them become the new mutants and, like, join the X-Men. So, all right, this whole movie was interesting because they took a very different... I mean, it was a different take on these characters. Like, Danny Moonstar, Magic, Wolfsbane, uh, Hotspot, and I think his name was Hotspot, and uh, Cannonball. And Danny Moonstar yeah. is like the only one where you just, it's like Kitty Pride. You call Kitty Pride, Kitty Pride, and Danny, Danny Moonstar when, you know, Danny's, I guess, name is Mirage and Kitty's is Shadow Cat. You know, you don't normally mm. say their hero yeah. names normally, but it's, I don't know. Uh, it was interesting seeing how, like, Danny's Mirage power is instead used as a full physical manifestation of just deep horror, especially with, like, the bear. Yeah. But. So. I guess my overall problem with this movie is that 
they they do not try to hide the fact that mutants are a real thing in this movie. They're just like, no, there are mutants. There are people with crazy ass powers. There are X-Men. But, but there's this weird crazy shit that's happening to us. What could it possibly be? We don't know what this person's mutant power is. And it's just like, yeah, it's definitely her power that's doing all this. Like, it's not a mystery. So, and, but it was weird that they really wanted it to be like a mystery of like what's causing all this stuff i mean it didn't last too long at first it was like i guess because the, the whole thing the trailers pointed almost like a weird horror movie and once you get yeah, to it it's more like just horror. deep trauma for them and as a viewer you're not really scared like when they show the smiley men you're just kind of like what yeah. the fuck but well, that was the thing is it was supposed to be that danny's power is she subconsciously draws out people's like greatest fear and it's like a defense mechanism yeah and which is cool and it makes sense as a superpower or as a mutant power but like it was just weird to me that that for a while they tried to string you along of like what could be causing this it's like i think i know (laughs) yeah pretty much and i don't know um it was cool seeing these characters for the first time on the big screen. Like you never really think you'd see them yeah. after all Cannonball, this time. Cannonball, I thought was like a really cool power. Yeah, I mean, like these are all characters I personally know because I read. Like I don't really read Marvel, but I like X Men, so I do currently read New Mutants. Like I read the current run of New Mutants. I've read like uh, one run. I think it was going hand in hand with like Journey in the Mystery, where there was actually a weird Kid Loki New Mutants crossover in San Francisco which was actually really fun. So I've seen like these different iterations of them, but still more or less with these same characters. And it's cool because I think the New Mutants were made in the 90s. Like these were potentially the, this would be our generation of X-Men if we were reading comics. Whereas at the same time we're watching the shows, we're getting like the classic X-Men in the shows, or at least like the 80s X-Men, you know? Uh, But yeah, I think they were a 90s team that came. I'm almost positive they were 90s, maybe 80s. I, I could be wrong. I have to... No, no, they are 90s because 80s was when they revamped X-Men and Chris Claremont's like, oh, here's Storm, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Wolverine. Like, here's all these new characters, Psylocke, along with, like, you know, classics like Cyclops, Jean Grey, Iceman, Beast, Angel, and stuff. And then the 90s came and then they're like, oh, check out these guys, like these new mutants literally called mm-hmm. new mutants and yeah that, that's how that group formed but this this movie was interesting because the whole thing is they're being held by essex corporation which is mr sinister the x-men villain who loves to clone everybody and what was cool is the whole thing is new mutants ties into yeah. the mainline x-men movies like this is that was interesting that thing yeah and they do like you see in the background they uh the like logos for essex corporation and stuff like that and they're collecting they're blood like, yeah, so, like, if you know, you're like, oh, shit, that's a reference to Dr. Sinister. Yeah. But, yeah. The whole thing is it's been, like, okay, I guess first off, the film itself, like I said, it's okay. Uh, I feel like there could have been more, but at the same time... Yeah. It's it, just very predictable. It's it's predictable and it's short, or it feels short. It does feel very short. It's a pretty short movie. Uh, And it, I guess, feels bare bones because it's, like, a very quiet setting like normally i guess Mm. if it's a more populated or uh eventful place with that amount of characters it then feels more balanced out but because it's just like what six characters altogether 
like there's only six people in this movie if you count unless seven if you count danny's dad like yeah. it's just five kids and a doctor yeah, damn dude this movie was only 94 minutes yeah it's like literally an hour and a half <laughs> it didn't feel like that it felt like an hour it did not feel like an hour and a half long and yeah. it's in a very desolate it's in a very isolated place so it just feels quiet the whole time i guess you would say um yeah that's i guess it doesn't feel long but it definitely drags for a while and in, in some places well, that's a weird oxymoron it's just like it, it drags do, but it doesn't feel like anything's happening yeah they draw out for a while the supernatural stuff while they're getting into like group therapy stuff yeah i guess but this is in this is in canon with the fox x-men world this is in canon with which is really interesting like there's very few connections there yeah i mean they they talk about it like they say like oh yeah the x-men are a thing maybe we could be x-men or something and then you get the whole essex thing which isn't the first time we get essex in logan we literally have it in logan and yeah i totally forgot about that and in uh x-men apocalypse no x-men either apocalypse or dark phoenix i forget which one but there's all these hints to it where like if Fox didn't get bought by Disney, we would then get a new X-Men movie that would potentially bring everything in. We would get the post-Dark Phoenix team with the New Mutants team, and we would get Mr. Sinister, and we'd finally come to tail with that and potentially crush the Logan movie, hopefully. Because I love the Logan movie, but I also don't want that to be fully canon with the rest knowing, oh, they all fucking die, especially after Days of Future. Like, Days of Future Past happens, and you go, oh, cool, everyone's saved. And then Logan happens, and you go, oh, fuck, they're all dead again. Like, we literally just saved them, but now they're dead. But, uh, there's, you could see what was supposed to happen. And it does make me sad, because it's, like, all these new young actors being these new characters, and it's just being cut short. It does kind of suck at the same time. And especially because Sophie Turner and Maisie Williams did want Jean Grey and Wolf Spain to meet. They wanted their like that that was actually a thing I think they wanted to see like a whole like, oh look, it's these two again. It's like, oh the sisters back at it again, Stark Girls. Like mm-hmm. tell me that wouldn't have been fun. Like just seeing Wolf Bane and Jean Grey be like, hey, you look familiar. That would have been funny. Right? Yeah, for sure. Oh my god. It's just it, that was also really weird that like literally Wolf Spain all her power is is just turning into a wolf. That's literally it. Yep. She's basically a werewolf, but that, but not like, she doesn't turn into like a half wolf, half human lichen. She literally turns into a wolf. They do also change the whole like the. I was not expecting the whole um, Danny Wolfsbane relationship thing. I was like, what? <laughs> but because mm. that that like both of the characters are straight in the comics, and uh, Wolfsbane actually there's what's his name Tear is like a crazy wolf guy that I think she has a kid with, but they both die. And mm. uh, in the current comic, she she wants them to be brought back, but I don't. they're like trying to figure out if they can or not. And because the whole thing is mutants can come back now. But uh, yeah, uh, Danny, I forget who, I don't even know if they ever show her with anybody recently at all. I can't remember. But yeah, no, it was just an interesting thing they do with that. They got Roberto pretty spot on. Roberto is like this fucking rich playboy type guy. And he always flirts with everybody and somehow ends up being alone because everyone's like, fuck you, piece of shit. Uh, so that was that was pretty spot on for him. I honestly never thought about like, I guess you never think that they'll have like a Southern type accent or a Kentucky accent. So it was cool to see Cannonball with something like that. And then Magic 
was magic like they made her magic i thought it was interesting, it was interesting. lockheed was interesting too yeah that was really weird like it, it's like her imaginary friend that she made up for when she was like basically in child um trafficking like she was being she was being held captive by yeah. like some crazy creepy people. happy men things yeah smiling yeah. Men. which you know, Lockheed is like the companion of Kitty Pride, so that was also interesting. Yeah, too. that's why pretty much everyone who knows who Lockheed is was like, "What? But why though? Okay." <laughs> yeah, but I guess now, like, I, not really much else to say. Like, it was kind of a uneventful, kind of forgettable movie. I guess at the same time. Yeah, if it didn't have such like good, interesting visual effects, not like for everything, like those weird like smiley men were super weird, not great looking, but like cannon cannonball whenever he like charged up his like flight ability and, and like dashed off like literally faster than the camera could follow like that was cool uh i guess hot spot like whenever he like flamed on like he looked super interesting and cool um the the fight between magic and like the bear thing at the end where she's like every time she's slashing the bear it's like going like doing like a blast bubble like between yeah reality and her like imaginary world yeah like i thought that like all that was really interesting it's just like plot wise the movie is kind of lacking yes it's just kind of okay i think too like it would have been cool seeing them in another movie joining the x-men because they would then have suits that work more for them yeah specifically hotspot and cannonball because he would get a suit that's more not for allowing sure. him to injure himself by being cannonball, but also hot spots so he actually has clothes on after he uses his powers. Yeah, I mean, we literally saw that for Havoc in Days of Future Past, where, like, he could not control his power, and then Xavier and Magneto and Hank, like, helped him figure out how to use his power effectively. I think that was in first... Wait, did you say Days of Future Past or First Class? Yeah, Days of Future Past. That was in First Class. Oh, right, yeah, First Class was the first one. Yes, All right. yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, yeah, exactly. So that that would have been cool to see as well. But what? So I guess really fast because we are over time at this point. But when just when are we going to get the X Men? I guess now in the new version when are we get mutants. It's a good uh, good question. I don't know. I mean, and how and who? Like, I I'm kind of really wondering if we go see Immortals, and that's where they tease mutants. Because mutants are immortals. Well, it's like similar. Like there's you mean like the, the regular there's there's humans and then regular <laughs> mutants and then there's like the Eternals and the... you, said, you, you said immortals again. You keep doing the oh shit. You keep calling oh, immortals. You, you, Why do I keep Eter- doing that? I don't know. Because <laughs> they're oh, not a because no one cares. <laughs> yeah, That's not Eternals. a real team. It's so weird. I like literally. I didn't even catch that I was doing that. Oh my god! The Eternals. Like we like if we go and see the Eternals and they try to segue, like, the mutants into there as like a variant of the the Deviants and the Eternals because like that's kind of how the comics are. Like the Deviants and the Eternals are supposed to be like genetic manipulations of early humans. So that like the Eternals, no, that the um, Celestials made. So I guess the mutants don't really play in there, but they could maybe throw in a mutants reference. But yeah, other than that, maybe Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness might throw them in there. 
but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, I just yeah. love it. Yeah. Oh my god, Tommy McGuire Spider Man's like, what's that over there, Doctor Strange? I don't know. What do you want, Bob? Snick, snick. <laughs> have Wolverine come out and be like, hey, so the movie came out and Tommy McGuire Spider Man and Wolverine with Hugh Jackman and Doctor Strange came out. It was really weird. I wasn't expecting this. I feel like we're just gonna get Wolverine before anything else, which I get, but at the same time, I'm also tired of Wolverine just because he's. I'm just always tired of Wolverine. I know this would be like a really niche reference, but it would be actually, it actually would be really interesting if we get Wolverine before anyone else and he just shows up in that like World War Hulk movie that they just hinted at. Cause that was, from what I understand, the first appearance of the Hulk, or sorry, of, of Wolverine was in a Hulk comic. Like, he was literally just, like, some bounty hunter or whatever. And then they eventually, like, wrapped him up into the X-Men and stuff. Oh, that'd be interesting, yeah. Wait, is there... Yeah. Are they going to do World War Hulk? Was that a... Was that a there were rumors that they might do that, but uh, it's rumors at this point, so take it with a grain of salt. Okay. But that has been the show, I think. I think we're good, right? <laughs> I think we've yeah, got Yeah, I think we got plenty. Yeah, holy shit. All right. Three big yes. things out of the way. I honestly didn't think it would take this long. I mean, I, like, we got into it. I think it, the problem was, like, yeah... Uh, the what ifs thing we ended up going like episode to episode and that always takes a little bit longer that is true yeah because i thought it'd be faster than it was like oh fuck okay. well it's because like some of the episodes are that i was expecting not to talk about like uh party thor i was just like oh yeah whatever that was the one that you were really into <laughs> and then like one of the ones that you weren't into i forget which one it was like i actually really wanted to talk about so that's very true okay yeah that's you got a point there yeah. I guess it didn't help. I was talking about the dark multiverse and shit too. That probably. Did. Oh, and then that too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that has been the show. Uh, we, of course, would love you to uh, love you to write in. I'm trying to like remember everything again. Uh, you can email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Once again, sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. It's just the name of the show plus gmail.com. Very easy. Uh, send comments, questions, and feedback there. Uh, you can send us questions you want us to read on the show, and we will read them on the show if it works uh, out for us. If Unless it's a really bad question, then probably not. And, of course, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. If it's Apple Podcast, please give us a five-star review. That would really help. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Talk two words. And on TikTok, Talk one word. I still haven't had a chance to make a new video just yet, but I will. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? I'll just stop talking about that until I actually have a video and then I'll say, oh, guys, videos are back. You could come back again because I feel like I've been fucking that shit up uh, a bit now. But uh, you could also follow us individually, James at InvaderJim124 on Twitter and myself at GoGoComzilla on Twitter. And we will be back again next week, probably talking more horror type movies and shows most likely, or Halloween-themed stuff, so that'll be fun. We'll try to record probably before Halloween and then put it out maybe on or the day after Halloween. We'll see. Just so at least it's, like, there for spook time, if anything, right? I think that would Yeah, it work. would line up well. Yeah, so we'll try to make a Sunday release, a special Sunday release, and record on Saturday. We'll see what we can do. And, uh... Oh, it stopped raining. I didn't even realize. Uh, but, it? yeah, I guess it did. I just looked outside. I was like, oh, shit. But, uh, yeah, we will... Catch you guys next week. So long. Thanks for listening.